0: like complete asshole parents i want people to know this that we can do both
1: there's balance
0: there is balance like we can love and coddle and not coddle but we can love and be there for them and and save them sometimes but most of the time we just have to let them go through that
1: welcome back welcome back to another episode of till the wheels fall off where we strengthen minds and motivate lives Today, we're going to talk about how to foster a spirit of independence in kids, how to raise resilient kids. We had this requested quite some time ago, and it's a discussion that we often have in our house. But you know, sometimes you get, I guess I'm guilty of this, thinking that the things in my head are shared by others. Apparently, it's not the case, because I feel like we're in the minority a lot of times when it comes to the way that we raise our kids. The number one lesson we taught our kids as soon as they could comprehend, was that life isn't fair. The words that's not fair aren't allowed in our house. That's something that Paige was very firm on and I I agree with. It's not the world's job to cater to you. You can tip the scales in your favor with your actions and by taking responsibility. And I guess that's sort of what our topic is about today. It's about adversity. It's Mm -hmm. about adversity in kids and sometimes how to create it to challenge them to grow. So Paige, this is something that I feel like you could write a book on. <laughs>
0: okay. Give
1: me just in general perspective that you take when it comes to adversity in kids.
0: Okay, well I I think that a lot of us look at the word adversity as like a really bad word, right? So you think, oh my gosh, nobody needs adversity in their life. We're trying to avoid it, right? Well, with children, I believe that we need to look at adversity as like learning opportunities or growth challenges. And we're not talking about emotional adversity or, you know, physical abuse and things like that. We're talking about just simple things like walking out of the house in the rain without a raincoat. You know, or your child choosing to go out in the cold without a coat or shorts, which our eight-year-old does all the time when it's 30 degrees outside.
1: Yeah, he claims that his lower half is numb. He does. He says sort of he's believe par- him now. He says
0: he's paralyzed. I mean, it's just a thing that he says. Um, And I, I don't fight that battle. I need him to learn on his own when to wear the appropriate type of clothing.
1: He'll learn one of these days.
0: Yep. <laughs> um. So, and I'm just thinking of examples of like having disagreements with their friends. Like, do we ever chime in on that.
1: No, I'm not going to save you from that. Right. Especially if it's something that you created or you had a hand in.
0: Yes. So we can guide them and, and help them show or show them, you know, ways to get through it, but we don't save them from it.
1: You know, it's funny, like in today's world, I guess this is what really boils down to for me. when we started talking about this is that the sensitive tend to be the loudest in the world. Mm-hmm. those are tend, they'll tend to be the opinions that you see more of online and the stuff gets shared more often. And those stories go viral because they tend to be more extreme. And I guess this is sort of a retort that there are still just normal people in the world who just want to raise good kids and productive members of society. I see more parents today, I guess helicopter parent is the term, mm-hmm. but parents that live for their kids and they live to make their kids comfortable mm-hmm. and they save their kids at every turn And their their goal in life is to make their their kids life like a Disney movie or something like it's supposed to be perfect and magical and everything all the time.
0: Well, for some reason, we have this mentality that as long as your kid is happy, then you're doing the right thing. And I I don't agree with that. Yes, you can do both. You can make your kids happy and you can show them that there are still negative feelings and there's going to be difficulties in their life. Like that's just life. We have to prepare them for that.
1: Yeah. And then once again, this is a topic that I I hope this isn't falling on people's ears and they're like, no, duh. But I I can't feel, I can't help but feel like this is something that needs to be said just because I don't know if it's just the way that social media works now or the way that opinions flow or, or what, but I feel like we are as parents getting softer and softer and softer by the day. And I see this not just through experience with other parents, but it's it's everywhere you look. It's it's in TV. It's in film. It's in it's in articles. It's it's on social media. Every everywhere you go, it's like you get these people who are hyper influencing their children in a way that we feel uh, is going to set them up for disappointment major later in life.
0: Or I mean, they're going to have yeah a disappointment and then anxiety, and they're not going to learn how to problem solve. They're not going to know what to do because they're going to think, oh, mom and dad can save me. They need to help me. I don't know what to do here. What do I do here?
1: Yeah. So it all kind of goes back to the way that you were raised to an extent. And I think that a lot of adults make this mistake where let's say that they were raised in an abusive home where they were raised in an emotionally void home and their parents weren't paying attention to them. What happens a lot is you have this slingshot effect where they do the complete opposite almost to an extreme Yes. rather than finding sort of that middle ground because I can look back to my own home and. You know, I, I love my parents, and they don't listen to this. So I don't have to worry about it. But there were there were times when, um, you know, emotionally, I, people weren't available. You know, they just weren't available for me. They weren't they weren't there when I was going through some really difficult things. And it doesn't necessarily I mean that my kids need to be like hyper emotionally aware or attuned.
0: Mm-hmm. It just
1: means you need to have a balance. I know what it feels like not to have it. Let's make sure they get some of that. Right. It doesn't mean that everything my parents did was bad. Right. I think a lot of the adversity that I went through made me who I am today. Absolutely. And I think that at some point we lose sight of that. And it's all about just how can I make this as comfortable as possible for mm-hmm. my kids? Yes. And we're not about that life. No. Let's just take the example of summer camp. Summer camp was something that I did as a kid. I loved it. We would get sent away for two weeks and I'm sure my parents equally loved it (laughs) because there were three of us and, you know, they got a quiet house for a little while, got to just kind of live. There was more to it than that though. And I'm not sure if this was their intention, but it was certainly ours when we started to look at this. We wanted to send our kids to camp. And part of the reason we wanted to do it was to give them some sort of independent thought and adversity, a time for that anyway. Mm -hmm. It's not like we threw them into the fire, like, Hey, figure this out. If you've ever never been to camp, you show up, you don't know anybody, you're away from home, you're younger, and you're not quite equipped to deal with these things, but they sort of ease you into it in a safe environment and it's 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 gentle and there are people there who can understand what it's like to be homesick. And then throughout the the following days, the following week, your kids start to form independent thought and they start to make decisions for themselves and they start to Figure things out
0: because they have no choice. They We're not there no to save them. Mom
1: and dad are not there to save you. You can write me letters. I can send you a care package. Uh, we shoot them emails. Hey, just don't forget that we love you to death. We're thinking about you. But at the end of the day, they're sort of on their own. Yep. And we think this is extremely important. And it's not just so we can get away for a week or two, which we do take a pretty nice vacation together. But that's it's beside the point. The reason we do it is to get them some sort of forced adversity. And not in the negative sense, but let's just present you with a few challenges so that you can gain some independence.
0: Yes. And we were actually told by a professional that this was pretty darn good parenting yeah damn it
1: we've had professionals (laughs) echo this we're not just making this up no
0: no no they were they they told us that this was that your reasoning for sending your kids off is very good that makes you very good parents so that that was nice to hear because sometimes when we do things we feel very alone we feel like we put our kids out there and we feel like oh my gosh are we supposed to be doing this Because it kind of feels icky sometimes because as a parent, you do want to protect your children. You do want to be there for them. You do want them to be happy. But I also know that doing the opposite of what I feel sometimes is the best thing to do.
1: That's that's the blessing and curse of being a parent. You know, you, you love them more than anything in the world. You want to protect them. But at the same time, you know that as mama bear and papa bear, your job is ultimately to prepare them for the world when you're not here and give them the tools to fight on their own.
0: Yeah, so whenever they're feeling sad, anxious, angry, things like that, we teach them coping skills on how to deal with those. We don't try to take those feelings away from them. Right. Of course, we'd love to take those feelings away from them, but we know that it is so important for them to go through those feelings from beginning to end.
1: These feelings are just a part of life, and and I am a believer. I know that things are different now than whenever we were kids. I know mm-hmm. that it is possibly the easiest and the hardest time ever to be a kid, easy in the sense that they've got... Information that we never had at their fingertips, but hardest in the sense that they've got more avenues of bullying and influence and you should do this and that and your hair needs to look this way, you should be this weight. Like, I understand it's difficult, but I think that the old lesson of adversity is time-tested and I don't think it'll ever go away.
0: Yeah, and we even live in an area where we don't fit in very well. <laughs> if no. you think about it. And our kids do get a lot of crap at school by the way that we live sometimes. And, but we teach them diversity. We teach them to look at things differently and that it's not all in a you know, perfectly packaged square, you have to look outside the box. And we kind of live in an area where people are looking at them and saying, you know, you should be doing this. Why are you doing that? You wear funny shoes. Why do you dress like that? But we've taught them to really be secure in their own skin and to be like, whatever.
1: Yeah, it's totally okay to look at the world and say, I think that you guys are just doing this a little wrong. Yeah, find your own path to do it. I think that we we very much foster that attitude. So independence can come in many forms and there's various examples that we can think of. Paige, you've got these, you you remember these better than I do. What are some of these things that we've worked them through?
0: Okay. So one example would be, we live in a town that is growing rapidly and there's constantly elementary schools that are just being built over and over again. And our kids have gone to almost every school that's been open. So they've, you know, uh, had to switch friends, switch teachers, and it's been a constant change. Um, and there was one time where she, my daughter needed to switch classes or we were asked if she could switch a class and I volunteered. I said, yeah, I think it's great that my daughter switches this class because change is part of life. It's very important for her to learn that she can't always get exactly what she wants. And we've always embraced that. Um,
1: what about the anxiety piece? I think this is a big one.
0: Do you want an example of the anxiety?
1: Yeah. like What have you done to work her through it rather than try and take it away?
0: Oh, well, we teach her breathing tools. I mean.
1: Yeah. So our daughter has had issues with anxiety at bedtime, like major, like comes down to our room, like my stomach hurts. I feel sick. And it's, these are signs of anxiety. She's not like actually sick. Right. Right. And it's like, mom and dad saved me. I think most parents here would just say, okay, climb in my bed and sleep in my bed. Mm-hmm. And then you've got a kid in your bed until they're, you know. 11 years or they want to sleep in bed
0: with them and you just lay in bed with them and cuddle with them. But
1: instead we took an action. So what did you do with her?
0: Okay. So instead of that, of course I wanted to take it away from her and I would have loved to have stayed in bed with her and coddled her. (laughs) Um, but I needed her to cope. And so I taught her some breathing lessons. Um, you can, I would even go on YouTube and show her some breathing options. Um, and then, we turned on some music or some sounds on her Alexa that sounded like rainstorms. Yeah, that's
1: right. It's like ocean and like, like the soundbox stuff.
0: Yes. And then her lava lamp, I said, let's turn on your lava lamp. Look at that. Good Watch it. It gives lamp. you a vibe and it gets you present. So she was just afraid to be alone at one point. And it was a couple of nights that we did this routine and she hasn't had an episode in a long time. But what I was doing was teaching her how to self-soothe and how to cope on her own to where she won't need me. I helped her. I guided her, but I wasn't fixing it for yeah, her.
1: Yeah, You validated the feeling. Yes. I understand how you feel. I, I know what you're going through. These feelings are okay. And then it's, here's how we get through these things yep. as opposed to just stopping there. And Oh, mommy dearest knows the secret. Let me show, let me, let me just take care of this. Right. You know, which is, I think, where we sell our kids short. And Let it me takes, just do this for yes, you. Yes, and
0: it takes effort as a parent. That's why to it's hard. It, it is. It, it takes is. It's so patience much and it takes effort. Yes, it is so much easier to just grab them and just be like, oh, I love you so much. What's another okay, one? Okay, so when my daughter was, or our daughter was one, we were gifted um, ISR swimming lessons.
1: Tell people what that is. And
0: if you don't know what that is, it's very hard to watch. Um, basically, an instructor takes your kid, who is a baby, and dunks them underwater and teaches them how to float on their back. Uh, what this does is that if a kid falls into a pool, they'll know how to float to the top of the water to survive yeah
1: because both sets of grandparents had pools and yes. it's like a huge fear that your kid slips in the pool before they can swim or know they know what to do right so, so instead of
0: putting a gate up or a fence around my pool or everyone's pools i thought this was a great idea to actually teach her how to sink or swim.
1: Literally. <laughs> I mean
0: literally, and it's a really great life lesson for people that you have to go through the hard things to learn how to survive. And she did it. She was amazing. It was it was rough. I wanted to jump in and save her sometimes, but it was actually a really cool experience watching her learn how to do this.
1: Yeah, you'll come to see that your kids are a whole lot stronger than you give them credit for. Right it's i love those moments when you see them like i like making them go into stores on their own uh-huh. and watching them interact with the cashier like learning that uncomfortable moment between like okay how do i pay for this or what do i get and the decisions they make i love those moments yeah sometimes they're hard to watch and like you just want to help them you want to you want to do it for them but we're screwing them when we do that yes we are completely taking away an opportunity to learn.
0: But we're- not like complete asshole parents. I want people to know this, that we can do both.
1: There's balance. There
0: is balance. Like we can love and coddle and not coddle, but we can love and be there for them and, and save them sometimes. But most of the time we just have to let them go through that.
1: Like we've got a son and he was getting bullied on the school bus and tough conversation to have. Like it breaks your heart to hear that someone doesn't think your kid's great. (laughs) I don't know no way to put it but I think he's amazing I think he's incredible he's an amazing soul he's a great kid he's really kind but you know we're not for everybody Yeah. and that's a lesson that I had to teach him and I told his sister you're there I want you guys to take care of each other stick up for him and then you have to teach them to put on some kind of mental armor that listen, your opinion is your opinion. I don't believe I'm like that. If that's the way you feel, then whatever. And it's so hard to teach a kid. And it's like, you have to detach with love in some way and say like, I just got to turn this one over. You know, I didn't call the school right away and say, your school bus driver is an idiot. How dare she let these kids use that kind of language and make fun of my son. No, I'm no. Take, we're, we're going to take responsibility for this and we're going to fix it in house.
0: Right. And they have to know that this is going to happen in life. Like people are going to be mean to you. No matter what, the rest of your life, there's going to be people who are mean to you. So you have to learn how to deal with that, not fix the person who's being mean to you.
1: Yeah. So we can be gentle and we can teach them tough lessons at the same time. It doesn't have to be one way or the other. Kind of going back to our black and white episode. Like you don't have to have the slingshot effect. Like I wasn't raised with a whole lot of emotional security. Doesn't mean that that's all my kids know. Yeah. They also know that sometimes you suck it up. Right. There's a little bit of both. It's balance, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So... I mean, this is how our kids learn. This is how they learn how to solve problems. If we continue to save them, they will never know what works for them. And we do this, them a disservice by not allowing them to explore the world on their own and finding their own way.
1: Good stuff. I think it's all we've got. Uh, if you haven't already, please follow on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever platform you choose to listen to us on. Uh, YouTube channel should be going live here pretty soon. Uh, as it turns out, video editing is tough. Yeah, We are learning that firsthand. We're not just going to stick videos up. We've got some like raw content video. We're going to make it look nice and put it out there for those of you weirdos that want to watch us.
0: <laughs> I don't think you're weird. I like you.
1: <laughs> Thank you for everyone that listens and follows and interacts with us. It's, it's amazing. I think that they say the average podcast gets something like seven, seven episodes before they give up. And we're here. Three times that at this point, and just loving every second of it. And you guys are a big part of the reason why. So if you haven't already, please follow. Uh, we're on social media as well Instagram at Tufo underscore couple. It's T W F O underscore couple. On Facebook at Tufo couple. And on our blog at www.tufo uh, Until next time, I am Matt.
0: I'm Paige. And we'll
1: see you.